celebrates the gift of the Holy Spirit to the church in fulfillment of the promise Jesus made to his disciples when he said, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Who is the Holy Spirit? The scriptures don't really define who the Spirit is, except in terms of what the Spirit does. And while we sometimes use metaphor and simile to speak of the Holy Spirit, these are really weak and mechanical terms compared to the personalistic terms in which the Spirit is best described. The Holy Spirit is a divine being, not a thing. And this Spirit is never identical with the human spirit. Rather, he works from the outside with us, but other than us. Christian teaching has often neglected the Holy Spirit, leading to a great deal of misunderstanding. For example, some have identified the Spirit with the individual conscience. The Holy Spirit has been identified with the human mind, and in this view, the freedom to choose or to resist God's will seems to be denied. Some believe the Holy Spirit is manifested primarily in unusual behavior, such as speaking in tongues or loud voices or dancing or gestures. In this case, the Holy Spirit seems to take possession of the individual and control all of one's actions. In the Hebrew scriptures, the word ruah, meaning breath, is often used to speak of the Spirit of God. Writers referred to the nearness of God involved in the, in the world of nature as well as the life-giving, reforming source of strength, involved with the entire nation of Israel and in the messages of the prophets. The New Testament emphasis on the Holy Spirit takes a slightly different turn. The Holy Spirit is still taken to be God, present with us, but in the Christian Testament, he points to Jesus Christ after God has acted mightily in him, to bring about redemption for all people. The Greek word pneuma is used in the New Testament, and it can mean breath or wind, but it also means will or soul. We have the record of Jesus' teaching on the Holy Spirit. We have the experience of Pentecost, and we have St. Paul's teaching to guide us to an understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. So what does the Holy Spirit do for us today? There was once a mother who, as she put her child to bed each night, would tell him some of the exciting stories of the Old Testament. Joseph and his brothers, Moses and the Israelites crossing through the Red Sea, Daniel in the lion's den, Jonah and the big fish. And one evening when she was telling him the story of David and Goliath, the child interrupted her with a question. He said, but mom, what is God doing today? You and I might well ask that question, especially in the wake of the heartbreaking loss this community has experienced in the last week. Sometimes in despair and frustration, we cry out, even as Jesus cried out those words of the psalmist, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
In those God-forsaken moments in our lives, the Spirit of God bears witness with our human spirits that we are children of God and heirs with Christ of God's amazing grace. When we speak of God as Holy Spirit, we are experiencing and expressing the heart's need to know that God is still with us, sustaining our faith, drawing us together in worship, and empowering us in God's mission. When we're brokenhearted, frightened, and afraid, and weak, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. And God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit speaks for us when we don't know what to say. When we've lost hope, and we know that without hope we cannot face the future, the Holy Spirit restores our hope. For in hope we are saved, says Paul. When we're confused, the Holy Spirit enlightens us and helps us to make sense of things. Jesus told his perplexed disciples, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. When we have difficulty worshiping Christ, the Holy Spirit leads us in praise. According to St. Paul, no one can say Christ is Lord except through the influence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables us to magnify Christ as the ruler of our lives. Together as one worldwide age-long family, we gather around the banquet table and its host. And with all the company of heaven, including those who have most recently left us, we sing songs of praise and thanksgiving. And all this we do at the prompting of the Holy Spirit, not just because we woke up one day and thought it would be a good idea. The Holy Spirit makes it possible for us even to offer praise to Christ. When we want to withdraw, the Holy Spirit helps us to move out of ourselves back out into community with others. And in those relationships, we find comfort. In today's gospel reading, we find Jesus preparing his disciples for what lies ahead in his passion, crucifixion, and resurrection. I wonder if he's anticipating how they would withdraw behind closed doors. I wonder if he's trying to let them know that the Holy Spirit will come to unite them in mission and empower them to move out into the world with the good news entrusted to them. And I wonder if he's not mindful that withdrawal is a normal response to shock. So he promises that the Spirit will come to restore life in community. When we want to hang on to dear life for whatever is left, the Holy Spirit restores generosity to our hearts. Hurt, disappointment, and grief can become a logjam in our emotions and our behavior toward others if we let it. 
When the Holy Spirit is at work in us, those painful emotions are transformed into a greater ability to empathize with others and to be generous with our time, our abilities, our service, our treasures, our witness. As the Spirit moves us to let things flow out of us toward others, more good things flow in. For we discover that all generosity toward God and our neighbor is the result of God's extravagant generosity toward us. Freely we have received and freely we give, and the Holy Spirit helps us to recognize that. There's so much more that could be said about the work of the Holy Spirit, active and living in our lives, the power and the presence of God available to us with every breath. But perhaps it is important today in this grieving community to be reminded of these manifestations of the Holy Spirit so that we might recognize him at work among us in this particular time of need. And so we pray. Come down, O love divine. Seek thou this soul of mine and visit it with thine own ardor glowing. O comforter, draw near. Within my heart appear and kindle it, thy holy flame bestowing. And so the yearning strong with which the soul will long shall far outpass the power of human telling. For none can guess its grace till he become the place wherein the Holy Spirit makes his dwelling. Amen.